Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews on this week's show we're building bridges to the cloud. So sell back and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow. Welcome to another episode of Tech Interviews. Uh, on this week's show, uh, I'm talking to actually one of my favourite vendors. Um, you know, anybody who knows me and has uh, seen my content before or listened to the show before uh, knows I've spent a lot of time working with NetApp over probably the last 15, 16 years. Um, and they're a company who's gone through a huge transition, um, have started to really focus on how they can utilize public cloud for their enterprise customers to deliver a whole range of services. Um, so I wanted to explore that a little bit, but not too NetApp focused to do that. Um, but I think NetApp are a really good example of how some of this stuff can be done and how we can kind of improve that whole public cloud, private data center integration piece. Um, so uh, what I thought I'd do is hook up with my, um, well, one of my best NetApp buddies, uh, I think it's it's fair to say. And, and for anybody who's ever seen some of the stuff I've done uh, from NetApp Insight uh, before, we'll be more than familiar with this person. So uh, welcome to Tech Interviews. It's Phoebe Go. Hi, Phoebe. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. When you said one of your favorite vendors, I was like, oh, I, I'm um, currently you know, preparing for, for NetApp Insight, which is our big conference. And so I was really, I was like, yeah, the last time we caught up was probably in person at the last NetApp Insight. And so, yes, it's great to, to be here and to chat, to be chatting with you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so back in the day when, of course, we were allowed to uh, meet other human beings um, in spaces, uh, they, they were indeed, seems such a long time ago. So, um, so uh, well, we're, we're going to be talking really about this kind of idea of, um, I've, I've kind of entitled this episode, Building a Bridge to the Cloud, but we were talking before we recorded around this idea of joining up the dots. And so I, I kind of want to explore that. But before we jump into the topic, um, for those who have not seen you before or or of not not come across some of the stuff that you do. Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do? Oh, of course. Yes. So my name is Phoebe Go. I am an Australian who is currently living in Michigan, USA, which means that I haven't been home for over a year. Oh. Um, I am. <laughs> I, I work in our solutions engineering team at NetApp. I'm actually in a role where I help enable the rest of our solution engineering, all of our technical team, um, to be successful with our products, with our our story, with the vision. And I get to talk to a lot of our product teams, and I get to talk to a lot of our customers through our um, our EBC program, which is called the Data Visionary Center, the DVC, and yeah, I, and I get to talk to amazing partners um, like you, Paul. So that's kind of my my role in a nutshell. But I also love looking at what is 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 happening in the industry and trying to put some sense around it and trying to make some some reality <laughs> cut through some of the the kind of uh, marketing I guess that's out there. So that's why I really like this one, uh, this topic today. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the background to why we thought this would make an interesting podcast because I think there's, um, you know, that that kind of looking more widely at what the industry are doing and some of the challenges that, that enterprises, when, when we talk about enterprise, I don't think people should be put off that that means it's a company with a gazillion people across 30 countries. You know, an enterprise really is a, is a business of any size, you know, and I, and I think certainly, you know, we, we kind of touched on about that idea where we used to be able to meet people, um, you know, probably seven or eight months ago. But in the last seven or eight months, the reality is that the, the business world has, has changed hugely, which means now is as good a time as any. 
I guess, to kind of start to look at how can we take advantage of th this ever-changing technology environment and this ever-changing business environment we're in? How can we start to take advantage of those kind of things to allow us to be more effective in what we do and allow us to be more flexible in, in the way that we operate? So so they were kind of things I, I, I wanted to try and explore today. Like I said, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't make a secret of my... Um, you know my appreciation of what NetApp do. You know I'm a, I'm a, a you know I'm, I'm a fan of their technology and their technology strategy and 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 how they've evolved over the last four or five years. But I did kind of want to look at some of the wider stuff. So maybe as a starting point, you know we, we, maybe if we use the phrase cloud data strategies, um, you know from your point of view and, and kind of the work that you you see going on, what, what's the importance of starting to think strategically about where public cloud sits for a business? You know it's not just about ad hoc or let me use a bit of cloud over here, but to think more, more widely, more holistically about it yeah I, I think when you say enterprise especially now where everybody is virtual and, and most business is being run digitally because of necessity I think enterprise to me takes us takes away size right you could be a tiny company but the things that you're looking for in terms of enterprise grade I think about you know stability and I think about um, managing your cost and I think about making sure that things are running as optimally as possible and as fast as possible and you're able to to you know navigate your business's needs I think that's to me is what enterprise is and then when I think about cloud well I don't just want to be going into a consumer cloud you know I want to be going into an enterprise ready cloud and so that the kinds of technologies that I think these businesses are looking for are cloud are ways to leverage the cloud to make it enterprise to make it um, make sure that it's available all the time to any customer, to anywhere, anyone in the world, anywhere, at any time. And I think those sorts of decisions are driving a lot of cloud strategies because you're, you're realizing that cloud isn't just something that's down the street in another data center. It's just run by somebody else. It's like, oh no, the cloud is, is going to be in all of the locations that my customers are ever going to be in. And therefore I need to build a strategy that serves every single one of those customers in those locations that it needs to be in. And as we, you know, there's a lot of other things that we could start diving into, like um, security and privacy and compliance and all those sorts of reasons why having a cloud strategy that encompasses the globe is a really smart idea. And so I think that's where I, I'm hearing a lot more conversations where it doesn't really matter where you're, uh, where you are located, where it matters is where your customers are and where you're trying to get your services or your products out to those customers in those locations. Um, and I, I'm just thinking those are more, strate more stra strategic decisions than they were maybe two or three, you know, five years ago. So I think, um, so one of the things you said in there that actually caught my attention, I made, I made a note of it. Um, so now we do video versions of the show. People can see that I do write notes while we're doing this show. Um, so I am listening, honest, uh, just in case people didn't think I was. Uh, but, but one of the things I made a note of um, is we, we use, um, we've often used this phrase to describe cloud of it's just somebody else's computer. But it's interesting listening to kind of what you say in there that, Actually, it's more than that. You know, it's not. This is not just about cloud. Isn't just a data center run by somebody else. The, the the reason that cloud strategies become important is because it's actually it's a it's cloud is more about an approach than it is about a technology and a location. You know, is that I mean is is that right? Am I thinking along the along the right lines there? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like cloud is a mindset. And even, you know, in my role talking to our own technical team about our cloud portfolio and about our on-premises portfolio, it's kind of like I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm having the same conversation with you. And I love our on-premises um, 
product in our portfolio there as much as I love the cloud. Like I'll get a lot of people saying, oh, Phoebe, you don't care about that because you're the cloud girl. And I'm like, no, it's really cool. We have this technology that bridges that, oh, there's that word, bridges, that that really like it doesn't matter. It's it's kind of it's building the right foundations for for the customer and it doesn't matter whether it happens to be in your data center or somebody else's data center or in the cloud or you know which public cloud as long as it's helping you do things in a better faster maybe cheaper way i think that's to me is a cloud mindset and i think it's a transition it's kind of like the devops thing how everybody went devops isn't a tech it's not a technology it's a culture Cloud is the same thing. It's a culture. It's a mindset. And yeah, so that that really speaks to me, Paul. <laughs> I think that. And I, well, I think that idea of cloud is a culture. Cloud is a mindset kind of goes back to where we started the question, the importance <laughs> of having a cloud strategy, because, yeah. you know, it, it, you don't necessarily need a strategy if all you're using cloud for is I'm going to put I'm going to do some compute over there because the. I'm going to do a bit of computing in in the public cloud is maybe along the lines of um, oh I'm just buying another server or I'm just going to create another VM to to run something in, you know that's not a mindset change that's just happening to do something so that that is actually just using somebody else's computer I guess right but but I, but I'm with you you know I think that idea of using cloud becomes a mindset because it's much more about a way of working you know it's not so much it isn't a technology shift as much as it is kind of a mindset and attitude shift um you know and i think that speaks a lot to the idea of the importance of having a strategy to do that um and i wanted to pick up on something else you just mentioned because we talked about this a little bit before we started talking and again it was something i made a made a note of because i thought it was a really smart saying was you know the the, the idea that when you're talking to your your customers as, as somebody who works for net out when you're talking to their customers you know you're they're, they're talking about depending who you're speaking to if you're talking to people who work in the data center you're talking to them about making their data center more cloud-like if you're talking mm. to people who are spending a lot of their time working in the cloud their view is how do i make this cloud more enterprise and so i've made a little note in kind of our agenda of this about the importance of of when we talk about this kind of bridging cloud and, and on-prem of avoiding silos you know is that is that something that people are still having to work hard to consider or people not even really thinking about that yeah i i think silos are human nature <laughs> that we want to put things into boxes and say that's how that's managed and that's how that's done and and the, the challenge is to be really truly effective i mean looking at some of the the, the customers that are really really good at cloud they don't let themselves fall into that bucket and they don't let themselves silo things to the point where i mean i think the thing with a silo and this is this is completely non-technical it's it's a it's a people thing i think what happens is is when things build in a silo you tend to build process around it and you tend to make it this is the way it is which i hate that term right I, i've said it's way too many times as a technical person it is what it is and that's what a silo is. It is what it is. It's over there. It's how it runs. Let's not break anything. Let's not change anything. And so when you put two of those together, now you have two silos. And maybe those are maybe those are your high, you know, your on-premises data center and your public cloud, or maybe it's two public clouds. Suddenly you've got all these processes and all this mentality that it is what it is. We can't change that. We're not going to, you know, break that. And I think the best companies challenge that. 
internally it's a culture to challenge that and why is it what it is how do we make these more similar or how do we make these work better together and that hybrid kind of attitude and and building it together and i think the data sent to me the biggest silos are the ones that say well we're moving into the cloud you know we're, we're doing this big lift and shift and inevitably it, it isn't because there's some things that just don't you know, it's really hard to move or they're, they're legacy apps or they're monolithic apps that you don't, for all sorts of reasons, you don't want to move into the public cloud. And now you have these silos. So maybe there are ways that this on-premises silo can leverage some of that public cloud. And now you can actually take advantage of maybe there's things like um, enterprise licensing agreements or, or cost models. So maybe there's no technical reason, but maybe there's a really good financial reason why this app should leverage cloud and vice versa. I mean, there's there's lots of reasons the other way around. So, and I think all of this, going back to it, is, is the culture and it's the mentality. It's not so much, well, now the technology, and, and I know I'm really excited about some of our technology where it lets you, you know, tear into the cloud or or, or have your own, you know, bridges, bridges between the clouds to replicate data. I think those sorts of technologies just mean that it now is purely a cultural challenge and less about the, oh, we don't have a pipe that does that, or we don't have a widget that does it. Now you do. <laughs> and we can we can make those widgets and we can help you with that and we can make it sure that that those um, technologies are, are sustainable and, and, you know, meet all your quality and your security and privacy needs. Okay, so now it's just how do you change your business and how do you change your mindset to leverage those technologies? And I think that's, I mean, that's a harder problem, <laughs> but I think it's a, it's, it's, probably more of a fun one to, to try and solve. <laughs> well, I think we, um, I, I know last time that we kind of, um, and I think last time was when you made the mistake of inviting me on the podcast that you host. Um, but we talked about this idea of a tactical use of cloud, you know, and I, and I thought it was interesting kind of the way you, you described that. And that's, that's that idea of using public cloud where it makes sense. So you may, you know, it's not necessarily about all in you know everybody going into public cloud in one go it's not it doesn't have to be all in it doesn't have to be all out but it's about looking at yeah. where cloud allows you to do things that are very difficult to do on-prem a lot of the time so you know cloud's good at mm -hmm. scale cloud's good at commercial flexibility cloud's good at automation and speed of deployment and on-prem that can be quite difficult and and i thought and i think the idea of looking at how you kind of close so so while you may have two silos running together it's a little bit about well how do i tie those silos together if you like so that one can take advantage of the other oh i've got a dog in the background that's exciting um don't know if you can hear that so um you know but but how you tie those two things together and you, and you talked to us before we started recording about this idea of joining the dots together um you know and and so 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 what what are kind of some of the approaches that you're seeing in terms of joining dots together you know how, how are you seeing that being done you know feel free to talk about kind of what netapp are doing in that space if if that helps uh, yeah, I mean, I think, okay, so so I was thinking about this as well. I love the idea of dots because I'm a visual person, so I can see them right in my head. I'm like, oh, okay, so there's this there's this space, which is I have a an on-premises data center and I want to start leveraging cloud. How do I how do I choose which things go there? That's that's the biggest, you know, that's one big question is which ones move first. And I think that, okay, well, the easiest way to join those dots is start with your low impact you know maybe maybe not so critical business critical applications and let's start moving their backups into the cloud or let's put their archive into the cloud that's kind of a safe bet you know where you go oh it's it's a it's not something that i'm going to have to yank out in a hurry it's not something that i'm going to um 
I'm going to worry if it's not running properly in the cloud, you know, because it's a it's a backup or something. So I think that's that's a nice easy step. But I also see companies saying, well, I want to start using the cloud to save money. That's the other, you know, the, the other dot that they want to join up is like, okay, so how do I make the most of my um, my my budget that I've got? And I think that's that's a nice dot. You could you can join those dots really easily using things like object storage. Um, Okay, you, you said I could use, talk about our technology, and I, I think it's a really neat one, which is tiering, you know, object to object from your primary workloads into objects in the cloud, because that's something that you're saying, well, I'm still maintaining the performance and the um, ease of access that I have for my on-premises workloads, and I'm tiering out the cold storage, which I'm not accessing so much, into a cost-optimized object store. Okay, that's nice that's that's also dots and then you want to join the two up and you want to say well now i'm going to have my primary workload and i'm going to maybe maybe that's still running on premises i want to start moving it into the cloud well i can replicate it into the cloud maybe using a NetApp technology maybe using some other method and then i want to also do the the tiering and the backup in the cloud so you're sort of taking baby stats i suppose where each one builds on the previous, where you're not necessarily re-architecting the wheel every single time you're doing it, you're saying, okay, I'm going to use a little bit more of the cloud, a little bit more of the cloud, a little bit more of the cloud. And I think that's that's a nice way of going from, you know, on-premises into the cloud and, and doing that, unlocking, you know, your data center and saying, hey, my data center is not a silo anymore. It's now a little bit more of a cloudy environment. Um, and then you can kind of keep building that out or you could say well I think that's great for this application this workload I'm, I'm done um, and, and then I think there's the opposite you know when you're in the cloud already you've moved applications you've built them in the cloud and you want to do the opposite you want to say well how do I build some of that really cool data center high availability kind of capabilities into my into my cloud or how do wow, when I run this on premises on my, you know, this super, super expensive server, this gets this kind of level of performance. How can I always get that in the cloud? Because the cloud is a shared pool of resources, yada, yada. <laughs> so I think that, that that you can start to see how there's like, you kind of look at the two environments and you go, well, I'm not going to mirror them, but I want to start leveraging the capabilities of the cloud that are going to give me that same experience. And that's the flip side of it, which is going, well, I want to go from, I want to take the cloud and really make it better as though it were a data center without the operational cost of running a data center and without having to buy really big servers and without having the excess resources that I'm not ever going to use because, you know, it was for this little project. I can turn them off when I don't need them. So I think there's kind of, I see all these kind of pools of opportunity or dots of opportunity. Let's stick to the same analogy, right? And and I think it's just kind of like digging down and drilling into those dots and going, oh, here's some opportunities that we could you can start to leverage the cloud for, or we could start to leverage enterprise cloud services for. So, um, so Fiba, I, th I thought it was really interesting what you just said, um, and it's actually something I think we spoke about a little while ago uh, in in one of the conversations that we didn't record for for the rest of the world to to kind of be a part of. Um, and this is this idea about the more seamless that we can make some of this stuff, the 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 better it's likely to be, and the the more easy it is, more more easy. I don't even sure that's grammatically correct, but the easier uh, it is for easier. for people to adopt. <laughs> and, and the reason that making it easy to adopt is important is because 
it'll allow people to focus more on the outcomes that they're trying to achieve. You know, that the you know, we talked earlier on, didn't we, about the idea that public cloud is about changing the way that we work. Um and so, you know, so so is is that something that you're seeing if we can make this kind of stuff more seamless for people, um and, and more straightforward for them to adopt that they're that they will find it much easier to start to use cloud in kind of these tactical ways to to do things that they find difficult to do on-prem? Oh, for sure. I, I know that as a technical person, I just want to know everything. And I think I've, I've kind of come to terms, and maybe it's age, but I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to know everything and I'm not going to have enough hours in the day if I want to to learn everything, when, especially when it comes to, to cloud technologies. Um, but there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. My list, my to-do list of things to learn just gets longer and longer. So I, I think... The seamlessness is tied to also simplifying some of that complexity and some of that confusion over, I mean, it could be a simple question like which virtual machine size do I choose when I move into the cloud? Like I think those questions are, they're innocuously simple, but they're not <laughs> because they can affect all sorts of things like your cost, like the, the way that your machine runs, whether it's going to, you know, handle your workload and so if you think about that is the simplest one of the simplest questions you can ask in cloud and then multiply it by all the millions of services it becomes really 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 chaotic really fast really complex really fast and so when i think about adopting those technologies i think seamlessness in the ex user experience is really it should do what you think it should do um and it should be really I don't want to say obvious because I don't think it's it's obvious to everybody, but I think it, it needs to be an outcome that's expected when you, you know, when I press a button, I'm going to get the thing that I want. And so I think what happens is if those cloud providers are providing the base building blocks, you know, all the Lego blocks together, and they're providing you these these great Lego, you know, I love the Lego books where they're just all numbered and you just go step by step. So they're providing these great architectures. You know, how do I run my enterprise applications in cloud? I think the piece that a lot of organizations and IT especially is missing is I get here's these building blocks and I get that this is the this is the Lego castle at the end, but I want to make sure that I'm making the right decisions down the path. And so seamlessness is really just a way of saying uh, good user experience <laughs> and and that you know, I mean, you know that that process is going to, it's not going to bite you somewhere halfway in or you're not going to realize you had missing blocks or, you you know, you, you picked the wrong one right at the start and you've got to go and unwind it all. So I think seamlessness is about making that easy. And I hear more and more about, like, simplification, but I don't think it is because, I mean, at the end of the day, all that complexity is, is below the surface. It's just that you're maybe masking a little bit of it. Abstracting is the, is the nicer word, right? Abstracting a little bit of it with, with some cool tools, right? Sometimes it's tools and sometimes it's a process. Hmm. So, uh, I hope well, that answers. That, does that no, kind did, of yeah. align with what <laughs> yeah. actually, It led on to something that I wanted to talk about as well, because, uh, you know, we, we started this off talking about, you know, and I think we, we haven't kind of, you know, made this over NetAppy, um, in fact, not at all. And I think, you know, we, we've talked about in, in the way that we wanted to, this idea of uh, looking at kind of what was going on in the industry and some of the experience that you're seeing when you're, you're talking to different enterprises and some of the challenges you're seeing them trying to overcome. 
and there was something you was talking about there that and we kind of touched on this earlier on about uh, you know this this kind of move into cloud is not necessarily straightforward um, and i think the way you you was kind of describing some of those challenges that you see in trying to join up the the dottiness of it all was the importance of of, of taking advice from people who know how to do this kind of stuff so you know we, we, we've talked about this in, and we're seeing you know if we, we turn it to netapp for a second we're seeing this kind of phraseology coming out of netapp about being a specialist you know they're, they're a company with over 20 years experience in the data field and when it comes to putting data in the cloud you know rightly netapp are turning around and saying well we know data and we understand cloud and we think we can help you get kind of from a to b do more kind of data stuff in the cloud like you said before actually make your cloud more enterprise like um and so so i, I mean how important do you think that is that idea of speaking to people with experience when it comes to designing that kind of cloud strategy and and, and joining those dots up so i'm somebody who's really bad at asking for help so i i think it was really funny when i when i thought about this meet the specialist thing and i was like oh i would never do that because i would just go figure it out but i think what happens is you know as cloud like i said it gets more complex and it's less about kind of asking for help and it's more about going well what have you seen and and how did you overcome you know xyz challenges you know, maybe that works for me. And and the more of those kinds of people that you speak to, the more different, the, the more opportunity you have to build your own picture for, you know, your unique situation. Um, that's probably made up of, let's be honest, you know, thousands of little experiences that other people have had. <laughs> I think, in, you know, it's very rare that a, that a cloud migration or a cloud strategy is going to have something completely unique. And that's kind of cool because we're, we're at that point where we've reached critical mass of people who have tried cloud or use cloud or, or are native, you know, cloud adopters. And so it means that you're not going to have you know, a completely new and before never seen challenge, likely, right? The, the chances of that are really slim. And so if you work with people who have done it before many, many, many times, you're going to find, oh, you know, here's a way of solving that that I hadn't thought about. Here's a way of, th of solving that I hadn't thought about. And talking to, a, you know, a company that does that as a, I guess, as, as, as one of our key core principles working with customers is helping them move data around. I think that's one of the ways you can go, oh, okay. Here's, here's a group of people who know how to help me in a multiple of way in multitude of ways. Um, and so I think that that's really important, just whatever you're doing. And I think as NetApp as well, one thing that I'm really excited about talking to our engineering team is how we are ourselves a cloud company that has adopted cloud. You know, we've we've made that journey ourselves of moving actually a lot of our, for example, our testbed environments into AWS and, and Azure and Google. And we're starting to leverage a lot more of those cloud native services to build our own products. And so you're also talking to a company who has probably done what you're actually trying to do for ourselves. So I think there's two elements of that conversation that could be beneficial. Um, Plus, we're pretty cool people, so that's three. <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> even if you do, even if you do say so yourself. Um, that even you know, if I pretty, say that, yeah, you're pretty cool people. So, um, <laughs> but, but I think that you know, I I think that's hugely valid. You know, the idea that um, and actually, while while we record this, I'm, I'm just working on something I'm I'm doing um, tomorrow uh, around talking about data strategy. And actually, one of the points I make towards the end of that conversation is. 
about the idea of doing a little bit of level setting. So regardless of where you are on that journey, feel free to go and ask somebody who's already done it because, you know, increasingly there are people who have developed data strategies and they will be able to advise you on the things they've learned and, you know, the, the pitfalls to avoid and, and some of the things you might want to take advantage of you've never considered. And I don't see that being any different about moving to cloud. You know, if you're going to start to integrate cloud into your day-to-day -day enterprise activities, then these are the things that you might want to think about. You know, it makes perfect sense to me to go and ask people who who kind of know how to do that so um well look, phoebe i you know I'm, i i could quite happily you know record for another hour with you but um you know pe people will while they may wish to listen to you for another hour really won't want to listen to me um and, you know and you and you've got a life that's beyond just recording podcasts with me so um so before before we wrap up though obviously we're, we're kind of recording this a week before netup insight um so you know if lots of the things that we've talked about i guess will kind of be you know some of the topics that people can expect to hear there so so is that going to be a good place for people to go um, and i think it's always a good question actually for people who maybe aren't netapp customers you know what, what did you is this going to be a good event for people to attend just to kind of listen to some of that stuff you was talking about there kind of the the industry trends and understand a little bit about where this kind of on-prem cloud mixing together of, of technologies is going to head Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I love going to NetApp Insight, not just to hear from NetApp, because I mean, I kind of hear all that all the time, but to hear from our customers as to what they have actually done, you know, whether it's a, a cloud strategy or whether it's some kind of major transformation, they, they're talking about it at our conference, which I think is really special. Um, we also have the public cloud providers themselves coming to our conference to talk about that because we partner with with um, you know all of the major cloud uh, yeah, cloud vendors and we, we partner with them rather than try to replace them or to, to you know be an alternative to them where we're trying to make each of those clouds better and so they're more than happy to come and talk at our conference which I think is really really special and that's one of the things that I would say if you don't do anything else during the week of NetApp Insight, which is October the 26th to 29th, if you if you do nothing else, just watch the keynotes because they are um, really, I think, a holistic picture of cloud strategies. And that's not just public cloud, but that's your private and your enterprise, you know, hybrid clouds as well. And I think that's the best takeaway that you could get from, from NetApp Insight. Um, the other thing I would say people should do, which I think is a really good opportunity to do, is to take advantage of the VIP meetings at Insight. Um, I've, I used to do them in person, like they, they'd set up these big halls and you go and sit in there and you're like in a meeting room. But I think because it's virtual now and you could just book a 30-minute meeting with somebody who really, really understands a certain technology or, or your industry or just somebody you want to chat to like me or somebody like that. I think those are really cool. And I would highly recommend uh, that even if you're not an NetApp customer, they are really good opportunities to do that and meet the specialist uh, activity that we were just talking about. Yeah, and I would second that, actually, because even if you're not a NetApp customer, I think the opportunity to go, you know, we talked before about that kind of idea of doing a bit of a level set. You know, if you're if you're starting to build that kind of cloud data strategy, then take some time, you know, so, I, so I'm based in EMEA, so it's the 29th of October is the EMEA version of Insight. And as you said, Phoebe, you know, it's, it's kind of running uh, for three days during that week for, for different regions. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's a good opportunity to go and do that. Listen to what some of the big industry specialists are saying. So NetApp is a storage company. And as you mentioned, you know, you've got likes of Satya Nadella there presenting from Microsoft, talking about what Microsoft are doing in cloud. And you've got his equivalent to AWS, at, um, at IBM, um, and I think at Google as well, you know. So you've got a, a really, um, you know, it, it's a big, it's a big mix of the most, I guess, the some of the most powerful people in the public cloud space. So, so I think it's a really good opportunity. Whether you intend to be a NetApp customer, you are a NetApp customer, or you've got no interest in being a NetApp customer, you know, but, but could take the opportunity to kind of level set. I think you know that that Insight conference is is an interesting one to be a part of, and I'll I'll make sure we put something in the show notes. So, um, well, look, just before um I wrap up with how people can stalk you on the internet, um. So I want to ask you one thing, um, maybe just could kind of wrap up quickly with, is so if people are listening to this and, you know, and like I say, we kind of call this uh, building a bridge to the cloud. Um, but if people are listening to this and saying, yeah, actually, I've, I've got my stuff in the data center or maybe I've got my stuff in the cloud, but I've got stuff at some other location as well. And I'd like to look at how I join those two things together. Have you got a couple of tips for people to how they might go about looking at that and some of the some of the steps that they could take? Um, yes, absolutely. So one is to really get a cloud. I'm trying to work out whether I want it to be one or two. I'd say one is to, to get yourself into that cloud mindset, which means know what is out there uh, in terms of the different cloud providers. I'd say each of them has a an elementary certificate you know, that you can go and do. It's, it's sometimes called associate or... Um, you know, I forget what the other terms are, professional, but they're basically, you know, they don't take a lot of study. I, you know, you can go and, and read through their documentation so you don't need to even pay for a course. Um, but it gives you an idea, like this foundational understanding of how they talk about themselves and what they think they offer. And and you'll see that graph of, you know, um, shared responsibility models and you'll learn about their security. So I think that would be my number one to anybody who is doing anything with cloud. And then my number two is, to know what you have. And that means get some visibility into your own ecosystem, whether that's applications, workloads, uh, the data, you could go down, you know, what infrastructure you have. I think, you know, there are there are a lot of services out there. There's a lot of people out there who can do it. There's also tools out there. Um, I won't even plug ours because you can find out what it is by looking at our website um, to, to get visibility of what you have now and to understand what that might look like in the cloud. Because I think it's it's not an instant switch on, switch off cloud. And so I think those those are probably the first two things I would do. Uh, and then from there, I'd probably engage a specialist and, and go and ask and go and verify my assumptions about what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then, and then you know, whether or not you, you choose to work with a, a professional services organization or just do it yourself, I think then, then there's the actual building and the fun stuff right making it happen yeah but so, i guess so, transformation always starts with a few steps yeah well and, and i think that's true you know and, and i think they are very wise words so um well look phoebe if people uh, would like to hunt you down and, and find out uh, where you share other ideas around some of this stuff um what's a good way to find you <laughs> I, I share good ideas about uh, a lot of things on twitter and so i am at phoebe go and i'm laughing because you may not just get technology things you might get things about cats or um, my re recently acquired oculus quest 2 um, so on twitter at phoebe go and on linkedin i am 
just look for Phoebe Go and look for the person. I think I have blue hair in that picture as well. So I'd probably be the only Phoebe Go with blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it would seem remiss of me and your co-host probably wouldn't forgive me if we didn't mention uh, your podcast as well. Of course. Yes. Thank you, Paul. So we have a podcast called Go Your Way. We are on YouTube and we are also on Apple and Spotify. We try to keep these episodes nice and short um, and, and snappy and we we talk to some really, really, really cool people and they're not always in technology. And I think that's what makes it really exciting um, because Go Your Way is about uh, the the people as much as it is around the technology. So, yes, thank be you. A- There'll be a whole bunch of people, a uh, whole bunch of people listening to this and saying, "Phoebe's had a great idea for Paul there, short and snappy with those podcasts." That's the idea. So, um, so yeah, th- thank you very much. So, um, hey, Phoebe, look, uh, uh, pleasure as always having a chat with you. Um, and that's, uh, we've covered some really interesting stuff. You know, it's a big topic, and I think there's, you know, there's probably a whole bunch of episodes we could do around things like this. But hey, you've got your own content to find for your show, so I can't pinch all of it. So, um, so Phoebe, look, f- thanks for being on Tech Interviews, and uh, look forward to having you on again in the not too distant future. Thanks so much, Paul. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you've got an idea for a show or would like to appear as a guest, then why not drop me an email at podcast at techstringy.com. And to make sure you catch the next episode of Tech Interviews, then why not subscribe? You can subscribe in all good homes of podcasts, as well as YouTube and Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. So until next time, thanks for listening.